0: Hey there, online family. Thanks so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We believe that the message you're about to hear is a powerful one. We believe that the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work. And we believe that through this message, you'll hear from him today. So please enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Good to see you all here on a Labor Day weekend, a long weekend. And you know, I was thinking about that. It's kind of nice because usually on a Sunday you have to go to work the next day. You get tomorrow off. Well, some of you. Some of you might have to work tomorrow. But I get the day off. Yay. (laughs) So Labor Day weekend, I don't know if you know the history about it, but the reason we have Labor Day weekend is to celebrate all of you people who work so hard so that you're guaranteed at least one day off, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so um, back in 19, or 1894 is when it was established and so it's always the same, the first Monday in September. So there's a lot going on this time of the year. Students come back to school and that's always exciting. I think what's nice about it is we get back into routine and summer is like I love summer. As a matter of fact, when he said Memorial Day, I'm like, all right, we get summer again. (laughs) Doesn't work that way, but that would be a good mistake if it worked that way. (laughs) Um, But it's knowing that, you know, we get to reestablish some things. And so I always think it's a natural transition time of the year where you get to hit a reboot button. You know, you get to start over again. And so what a better thing to do for those of us who maybe have been at different places with our walk with the Lord, to hit that restart button. And so today, the message that I'm talking about really is talking about our journey with God and the path of life that we're walking and what path, what direction we're taking, what direction we're allowing God to move in our lives. Because I think all of us surrender to a degree but there might be areas that we still hang on to that God doesn't want us to. And so I'm believing by the end of this service, me included, God's gonna speak some things to your heart that maybe there's gonna be some adjustments, readjustments, some fresh starts. Because what I love about Jesus is no matter what our past has been, no matter where we are today, we always can start new with him, thank God. So we're going to look at Psalm 1611 in the ESV. It says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Father, we pray today. We ask, God, that this word that's delivered today is from your heart. We ask, God, that you speak to every person here And that not one, excuse me, not one person leave this place today without receiving something from you. We ask for a download of your wisdom. We ask for a download of your presence. And we ask for a download of you speaking into our hearts what you desire to. In Jesus' name, amen. And the one thing about that is he can talk all he wants to us, but are we listening? And so I'm encouraging you today to listen. So making known to me the path of life. You know, I'm, um, well, I'm probably middle-aged, right? Um, If I live to be 120. (laughs) Which, you never know, that's what my husband wants to do, so I'm going to have to follow, right? (laughs) Um, But my path of life has had all kinds of journeys. You know, it didn't start out um, the way... You know, back in that day anyway, the way that was necessarily celebrated. I was um, born two months after my parents were married. And back then, that was something that wasn't celebrated. (laughs) As a matter of fact, many of you have heard this story, but I had great-grandparents that actually shunned me. Actually, like I would see them in church and they'd walk past me and I'd be like, I know who those people are but they were actually my great grandparents. And the redemption part of that story is when my great grandmother was old, like in her 90s, she needed somebody to care for her and I was between jobs. And so I'm who took care of her in her later years of life. We had an amazing relationship. And you know what, only God could do that. And I'm just thankful for how he turned that whole thing around. And so my path of life started out like that. And you know, um, something that God has done in my life is my surrender to him. I want all that he has for my life. And that doesn't mean it's a perfect life. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. But it does mean that I know the one who is. So I'm going to look again at Psalms 16, um, 7 through 9. Going earlier in the verse, I read Psalm sixteen eleven, But seven through nine, it says, I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he's right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. When we allow God to guide us, to instruct us, when we acknowledge that he's always with us. Like, I think that we have to be intentional about. God is always with us. No matter what we're going through, if we can pause and remember, God is with me. God is with me. It makes whatever we're going through so much easier because we can have peace. And so part of that means we have to trust God. And you know, trusting God for some people can be difficult because we've been hurt. We've been hurt by people we love, people we care about, people that we thought would never, ever, ever do that to us, but they've hurt us. And so a lot of times we take that in our relationship with God. How do we trust God? Is he going to hurt us too? Is he going to walk away from us too? Is he always going to be there for us? But he is, if we believe his word is true. And so trusting God is something we have to be intentional about. And we have to learn how to trust God. You know, when you first meet somebody, I mean, you could have a great relationship, really connect with them right off. But there's still relationship, time together that builds trust. And so I believe, for me, you can ask, well, how do you build trust with God? And for me, building trust with God means I open his Bible. I open his written word. I know what he says to me. I know what he speaks to me. I don't believe there's a time that I open the word that I don't receive something from Jesus. That's how God talks to us. By praying, by spending time with him. You know, we make time for people that are important to us, right? You make time for people that... You want to be part of your lives and that you want to get to know better. And so when you're making time with people, that's how you get to know them. And when we make time for God, that's how we get to know him. So when you schedule your day, is your whole calendar scheduled full? And where's your time with God? Do you go through day after day without ever opening his word? Well, then... It's going to be kind of hard for him to speak to you that way if you're not ever opening the Bible. And then spending time listening to worship music. That's one of my favorite times to connect with God. I love turning on worship, and I love how he speaks to my heart. Like I love the worship part of our church services because there isn't a time that a song isn't sung that I'm not thinking about ways that God's touched my life or things he wants to to do in my life. When we look at Proverbs 16, 9, this is one of my very favorite verses. If you're somebody that's ever prayed with me, you've you've heard this verse. (laughs) A man's mind plans his ways as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So we plan our lives, but if we're allowing God to intervene, He directs our steps, so I can plan all kinds of things. As a matter of fact, if you look at my calendar, it's got all kinds of things planned, but there are days that things have to change because I'm allowing him to direct my steps. You know, there can be things in your life that have changed, you plan your way. I think of college. I think when I started out in college, I wanted to be an English teacher I loved English, I love words, I love grammar, like all that crazy stuff, you know? But I love that kind of thing. But then I went to college and my first college class, English class, I was like, what in the world is this? It's like a foreign language to me. And it was really hard and I, I always excelled in English until I took those college classes. And then I decided, eh, maybe that's not my deal. And so then I went to school for communicative disorders because I loved working with children. I had a brother, have a brother, who was born with a cleft lip and palate. And so from the time he was born, he was having surgeries and he had to have speech therapy classes. And I would go with him to those classes, and I loved that. So imagine when I started out the journey that I planned, how God changed that. And then that changed because I went, was going to college and I was um, a few years in. And then you had to have your master's degree in order to get a job in that field. And I was like, I started college later. So I was 23 years old. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 29 by the time I can even start a job. Uh, and I was like, at that time in my life, you know, um, that wasn't the most important thing. Other things were that shouldn't have been. <laughs> and so I went to school to work with children. And then we started a child care center here. And that's a way that God used me. And so all along my path, I was paving it. But God was directing my steps without me even realizing it. So career choices, relationships. There's times that we can plan our way and we think this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to go and that's it. And then it doesn't necessarily go the way we think it should. Years ago, this was like 30 years ago, we were bringing a minister to the church and he was going to help our worship team work with our worship team. He was really gifted in that area. And so we would planned the schedule when he was going to be here. And he let us know uh, he was having some family problems, some issues, and he was going to have to postpone the date. And so we're like, okay. Well, he postponed the date, rescheduled, and that's a lot when you schedule a lot of things and then you have to reschedule. (laughs) But then um, he decided he would drive here. He starts driving and the engine in his truck blew up. we're like, what in the world? So, okay, so now what are we gonna do? We never thought maybe he shouldn't come. We thought, what can we do to get him here? And so that's what we did. What can we do to get him here? And so we spent more money to get him here, to fly here. And from the time he got to our house, things seemed off. Like he just wasn't himself. And then um, it happened that we had a new house at that time. And he was in the bathroom, and he overflowed the toilet and didn't know how to turn off the water valve. And I'm in the kitchen, and from our canister lights, all this water is leaking, and I'm thinking... I don't think that's supposed to happen. (laughs) So I go get my husband, and I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. And he's like, what? He goes up there, and this guy had pulled all the towels from in our linen closet, and he was cleaning up the floor with it, still didn't know how to turn off the valve. We're like, oh, goodness. Well, if you know my husband, you know, he is pretty particular about things like that. So that wasn't the most wonderful thing either. But it's like all these things kept happening and then when he met with our worship team, he actually sat our worship leader down and appointed another person on the team to be the worship director without talking to us. And we were like, ah, now what are we gonna do? I mean, it took a while (laughs) to recover from that. And then we think, should we have asked God, do you really want this to happen? when all those things are happening before. So that's just one thing I can tell you about. (laughs) But, you know, it takes a while to really know, okay, God, do you really want this to happen? All these things are happening that shouldn't be happening. Maybe I should listen to you. And so that's just one story. I think another time we were not that long ago going to buy a vehicle, we... Um, thought oh this is a great vehicle we were in the market because you know our vehicle is getting up there in age and has a lot of miles on it (laughs) and so we were meeting with a guy we were like oh this would be good and and felt good about it then we're like I don't know it just something seemed off with it and so we prayed and we felt like nope this isn't the vehicle for us And when we talked to that salesman and let him know we weren't going to follow through with it, it was like that guy turned from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. It was like all of a sudden, I mean, we were his best friend before that. And all of a sudden, get out the door is almost how we felt. And so I'm so thankful we prayed. Because who knows how that would have gone with that vehicle. And so again, I think that was a way that he made known to us a path of life. Because he cares about your everyday everyday decisions, everyday things. So spending time with God is when we hear the Holy Spirit. There's a still small voice inside of all of us. And we can either listen to that voice or we can ignore it. And I know there's times I haven't wanted to listen to that voice. You know, maybe it was something that the Lord put on my heart to share with somebody that I really didn't want to do but I knew I needed to obey. Those kinds of things. Or things like, you know, we have a child care center here and times that there are people that are really in need and it can look like they're in need on the outside and knowing that maybe they, they appear like they're not in that much need, but do we still reach out? And we do because we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's a song that we sing here that I just love. So you're gonna hear me talk about songs because I like music. And so it's called Holy Spirit by Jesus Culture. And it says, there's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare. You are a living hope, your presence. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free. And my shame is undone in your presence. In your presence, our shame is undone. The Holy Spirit does not put shame on you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware Of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Even saying those words, Holy Spirit, you're welcomed here. Don't leave the Holy Spirit out of your life. What what it's like to be in God's presence, what it's like to experience the goodness of His presence. There's nothing like that, nothing like it. And I believe that when we're still before him, we can experience the goodness of his glory, the goodness of his presence. You know, a lot of times people think it's weak when you turn your life over to God, like you need this other thing in your life that is going to help you through life. Well, I don't know about you, but I messed some things up. (laughs) And so I don't see it as a sign of weakness, I see it as a sign of humility. I see it as a sign of surrender, where Jesus, I want everything you have for my life. And I get strength when I spend time with him. There's so many scriptures, I probably could read 150 scriptures to you today that talk about the strength that we get from Jesus. I'm just gonna share some of them Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. Isaiah 40.29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Psalm 18.32, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. The strength that I have for everyday life is because God arms me with it. Again, the Holy Spirit knows us, every little bit of us. Like we can't run away from the Holy Spirit. You know, I know there's been times people that step away from their relationship with the Lord. And yet it's like, kind of like this monkey on their back (laughs) where it's still always there. The Holy Spirit is still always there. You can choose to walk away from him, but he's still there. And I think of these scriptures in Psalms 139, 1 through 7. It says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand, a blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. We can never get away from your presence. That's that place of holy surrender. I never want to be away from his presence. I never want to be at a place where I can't just, God, I need you today. God, I just thank you so much for all the amazing things in my life. Even though life isn't perfect, in my perfect the way I would write it, like I would live somewhere warm. Sorry, I would. (laughs) But I can visit, right? (laughs) And knowing that every single day, I can be in his presence. Every single day, he can lead me. And my question to you is, why would you not want him to? What's holding you back? I think about that word shame. A lot of times people think I'm a bad person, I've done bad things, God can't really forgive me, but it's absolutely not the truth. All we have to do is ask, and God forgives us. Maybe it's knowing the next steps that we take are again a place of surrender and really surrendering our life to Jesus. That song that we sang this morning, again, one of my favorites, (laughs) I've never walked alone. I've never been abandoned. You are my inheritance. You're my strength and my shield. And I have confidence, God, that you go before me You are my deliverer, and I will never walk alone. Whatever you're going through, you are not alone. The really good times, you're not alone. I think of businesses that start out as a mom-and-pop shop, and all of a sudden they're better and better and better, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think, how in the world do they do that when they started with this? It's because of what the Holy Spirit has intended for their path of life, and they might not even know it, but God does. The greatness of God is something that's all-consuming to us. And a lot of you know, a few weeks ago, um, well, not everybody probably knows, but (laughs) Pastor Matt and I went on this trip across Canada. You know, it was our 30th anniversary, um, wedding anniversary trip, and so I had it planned so that we got home the day before our 31st so we did it in that 30th year <laughs> and that was exciting we got to see we went to toronto we went to niagara falls on the canada side which is beautiful we went um, up to montreal and quebec quebec city and then we went to this town called moncton m-o-n-c-t-o-n and we were going to stay there a night before we went over to prince edward island and for those of you who don't know what Prince Edward Island is, it's beautiful. And if you've ever heard the story of Anne of Green Gables, that's where Prince Edward Island is. And so we went there and then we were going to Nova Scotia because I just think it sounds like a cool place to go and I always wanted to go. So that was part of the plan and it was on the route. And then we were gonna go through all the New England states to come back home. But when we got to that town, Moncton, I, um, right before that, I started feeling pain, and I was having gallbladder issues, and I knew that it was something like that, and so we ended up um, going to the hospital. So guess what? That was not part of my itinerary. (laughs) That was not in the plan for this wonderful vacation. So I spent five days in the hospital. Something that's interesting about that is afterwards, the doctors, two doctors told me they couldn't believe that I didn't go into sepsis and die because my white blood count, normal, is up to 11,000. Mine was at 40,000. And so um, I shouldn't be here today. But we have a praying church. (laughs) We have a faithful God. And he's not done with me on this side of eternity. <laughs> and so when I think about that and I think about my time with Jesus, you know, I knew I was going into a surgery and I knew it was very serious. And that's what I knew. And so I, they have visiting hours that are only like, well, here it's, I mean, it is a long time, but you can be here all the, in the visiting all the time <laughs> here, but there Visiting was from 2 in the afternoon until 8 p.m. And so I went into a surgery without my husband saying goodbye to me, without him saying, I'll be here when you get out. Like none of that. It was me and God. And do you know, I, didn't, I wasn't somebody, I, I spent time with God and I, I said, God, you know, if this is my time, I'm ready. And if this is my time, my greatest prayer is that anybody that I've ever influenced in my walk with you comes to know you in the fullness of all that they can, including every one of my children and grandchildren. And so, knowing that this was my maybe this was it, I had total peace. I wasn't somebody who saw these bright lights or, you know, this angel entered the room or <laughs> none of that, but I had total peace. And that's a question I'd have for you. If that were your destiny. You know, something that's interesting about the word in John 14, 17, it says that the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. And it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And so think about your life. Does he know you? Do you know him? I, I didn't know that I could possibly die on this trip to Canada, even though we all know that we don't know the day or the hour. But I didn't know that. But I was prepared for that. And so knowing that we're prepared, the Holy Spirit prepares us. My walk with God up to that point prepared me. And so I want to encourage you with that. I thank God that I'm alive today. Um, The other part of that story is they botched the surgery, and so they had to put a stent in me because they blocked the wrong duct or something like that. So they had to put a stent in, and I have to have it taken out in three months. And so um, something about that is I think, you know, I'm not afraid of a surgery (laughs) It doesn't... I have no fear. As a matter of fact, I'm like, that's probably the best sleep I ever got. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But not like I want to make a habit of it. (laughs) But knowing that I was in a good place with God. You can be in a good place with God if you're not sure if you're in a good place with God. You can know that today. I think... We don't have to race around trying to find peace in other things, making other things idols in our life, letting other things fill voids that only Jesus can fill. If you don't know his presence, if the path and the direction that your life is going on isn't something that you know is pleasing to him, today's the day to make a change. And you know, that can be somebody, if you've been in this church for 30 years, where you're like, I really don't know if I died today or if I was in a situation like you were in, Pastor Deb, if I'd have that kind of peace. You can have that. So I just want us to close our eyes. I want us to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you, God, that you are present. Holy Spirit, you are present in this place. And right now, Lord, I believe that by your Holy Spirit that you're touching hearts, that you're pointing to hearts internally where we know that something needs to change, something needs to be different. Whether it's a little thing or a huge thing, Father, I thank you that you you minister to each heart in this place. And if you're sitting in this room and you don't know that your life is right with God, it can be made right today. So with every person's eyes closed and you just thinking about Jesus, if you're somebody who doesn't have that kind of relationship, I want you to lift your hand before God. And say, Jesus, I want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt if I left this earth today that I'm with you. Just raise your hand and God sees. God sees those hands. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who raised your hand, you can put them down. And I'd like us all to pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. And I thank you, God, that you forgive my sins. Anything that I've said or done or thought that wasn't in line with your will for my life, I ask for you to forgive me. And I ask, God, that you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life and fill me, Holy Spirit, with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're gonna finish out with a song and I want these words to be your words as you worship Jesus. There's gonna be a prayer team up here at the end. And if you're somebody who wants to go deeper in your walk with the Lord, with your relationship, a prayer team's going to be up here to minister to you. So I want to thank you for for hearing me out today, hearing my story and what God's done in my life, because all of you could get up here and share your story and the journey God has you on. And so let's receive this time of worship. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today.